Keep God's word on your lips Meditate on it day and night Be careful to do what it says Then you will truly be successful Keep God's word on your lips Meditate on it day and night Be careful to do what it says Then you will truly be successful It's day 54 of our 90 day challenge and the topic for today is the year of the return. We are in the last book of the Bible, Malachi, the third chapter, the sixth through the twelfth verse. And in honor of our reading all of the Old Testament, we're going to go way back to the KJV because I was raised to believe that all those other virgins ain't God. They's not God. They's not God. <laughs> we're going to read the King James Version of Malachi 3, 6 through 12. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers, Ye are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, Wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithe and offerings. Ye are cursed with the curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts, and all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Let the people of God say amen. Day 54's worship thought title is The Year of the Return. If your house was on fire and you had 10 minutes to grab things out of the house, what would you grab first? What matters to you? What do you treasure? Why? Thanks to modern technology and U.S. banking systems, most of us reading this wouldn't have to run to the mattress to grab our cash. But I wonder if banks didn't exist, how differently would you protect your house? I wonder if you would run to get the money from underneath the mattress or the safe or would you grab the wedding album on your coffee table? Would you run toward the piggy bank or would you grab your loved one if he or she was in the burning house? Most of us can speculate now about what we would or wouldn't do, but we really wouldn't know until it happened. Why? Because often what we treasure isn't revealed until life brings us a fire. When the book of Malachi was written, Tony Evans says this, Malachi was the in-your-face prophet who had one simple message, take God seriously. What we know about Malachi is that he was God's messenger. What we don't know is where he came from. 
What we do know about the priests of Malachi's day was that they were playing a lot of games. What we don't know was why they felt God wouldn't send a prophet to speak truth to power. According to commentaries and biblical scholars, these priests were going through the motions and not taking their job seriously. And what I now know is that anyone who takes God seriously will also take their job seriously. But if you don't take your job seriously, you're probably also not taking God seriously. Why? Because how you handle one thing is often how you handle everything. So the priests were giving God sloppy worship and Malachi tells them to return. They must return to God and then God will return to them. They must learn to take God's love seriously, God's covenant seriously, and God's justice seriously. And as we read in the beginning verses of Malachi, we see how God challenges them to move beyond lip service. No, no, no. He wants fruit. He doesn't need our check, but often we need to learn trust. So by giving back to God 10% of what he had provided, God's people were acknowledging God's sovereignty and God's people were acknowledging God's goodness. Money, whether you know it or not, is a heart matter and an honor issue. What we honor, we reverence and what we reverence, we worship. If we stop honoring God to reverence what we deem to be another more suitable candidate, in this case money, we have turned our hearts toward the gift and not the giver. We honor work, but not God. We honor the image of success, but not the one who made us in his image. But Jesus doesn't bite his tongue about this. It's very clear. We cannot serve God and money. The call to discipleship and the call to worship is a call to choose. Not to choose one or the other, but one over the other. It's only when we see it from this vantage point that we can utilize money the way God intended. If we mismanage money, it will work for our detriment. But a good manager of resources will manage faithfully and consistently. Will a man rob God? Malachi asks. Why was this so important? It was important because in the kingdom of God, money is a resource, not our source. Money is a gauge, not a God. Money is a tool, not a treasure. Money should be a tool used wisely, not a treasure to be hoarded. And the same way our earthly relationships help us to develop a better relationship with God, money is a tool that prepares us for eternity. As such, Jesus teaches that we are to use the tool wisely because anything that is used outside of its intended purpose can lead to abuse. As worshipers, we can value the tool of money without worshiping it as a treasure. Money helps us worship and serve God. Money helps us make connections with people and aid the least of these. So we should use it as a tool to honor God, care for our family, and serve those in need. When we do, we position ourselves for an even greater investment in heaven. If you've ever had more than one job, then I'm sure you've experienced the difference between a good manager and a bad one. A good manager is organized and clear. A bad manager is power hungry and lazy. A good manager will come early and leave late. A bad manager cuts corners and expects you to do their job and yours. If Jesus were to scan 
your financial records this past year? Would he find evidence enough to call you a good manager of his resources or a bad one? A good manager of resources is one who lives modestly. This means your lifestyle should be in proportion to what God has given you. Modest living means living on your level without apology or comparison. Oftentimes, though, people who live above their means are battling discontentment and insecurity. Beware of what one Christian leader calls the comparison trap, this impulse to be greater than someone whose lifestyle is different from yours. This kind of thinking is an ungodly temptation motivated by the false God of worldly wealth. And again, I ask you, will a man rob God? When you look at the scriptures, you see clear as day how good managers enjoy life. Yes, they spend money to do so, but they do not live as if High seasons never end. Solomon was wealthy. He managed his wealth in wisdom. Joseph was wealthy. He managed his wealth with governance. Those who are good managers of God's resources never make long-term commitments based on a bonus. The same way that seasons change with regard to the weather, seasons change with our finances as well. Good stewards must predict and prepare for the season that is soon to come while enjoying the current season they are in. So I know you're, you're trying to figure it out and I'm going to give it away in just a second. What does this have to do with worship? The Lord declares this is the year of the return. It's time to turn back to God and decide to be a good manager of God's resources. Listen, God trusts you with seed. Where you plant it will determine how it grows. Despite the distractions of popular culture and the poor decisions made by corrupt and avaricious leaders, both in the church and outside of it, Jesus is calling us to renovate our minds about money. If we are going to be like him in every aspect of our lives, then we must do more than merely wrestle with this idol. We must tear it down completely and live lives of radical generosity. Worshippers are held to a higher level of expectation, and God cautions us not to honor anything more than we honor him. He warns us not to be more devoted to getting it more than we are committed to getting to him. This is seen all throughout scripture, but most vividly in our book today, Malachi. When God says to Israel, a son honors his father and a slave his master. If I am a father, where is the honor due me? If I am a master, where is the respect due me, says the Lord Almighty. And in the Sean version, I feel like God would say, put some respect on my name. <laughs> Malachi 1 and 6. At the end of the day, my friends, it's about honor. Your heart will respect what it honors. You won't mistreat what you honor. And if status, acclaim, fame, and popularity is all you want out of life, you may fall by the very people who voted for you. But when you are established by the king's way, you will be free to make money without money making you. You will be inspired to give more than you take and worship more than you want. So let's make this year one that will forever be remembered as our year of the return. Let's pray. Manager of life. Supervisor of my soul, we are under an open heaven. 
You have consistently given us employment when we didn't deserve it. You continue to open the doors of favor, but sometimes I close them with mismanagement. Help me to be a better steward of your harvest. Help me to manage responsibly. I submit my habits and desires to you. Rearrange them to match your desires for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Your worship work today, everybody, is to remember that this is the year of the return and God is doing everything God needs to do to get your attention. So pivot toward God and move in the direction of a life full of surrender. God bless you.
He's worthy. It's available. Healing is available. Healing is available. It's available. It's available. The waters are troubled. The waters are troubled. The waters are troubled. The waters. There's a river. Glory to the Lamb 
Father, we sing tonight. Glory. Glory, glory to the Lamb. We give all the glory, glory to the Lamb. Jesus is his name. We give glory, glory to the Lamb. For he Just and true are your words, Lord God Almighty. Who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name? You alone are holy, and all nations will come and worship before you. Saints and angels sing. The saints and angels sing. Glory to the Lamb. 
we sing glory, glory to the Lamb. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, forever, amen. Just one more time. For is the kingdom and the power and the glory for If you lift him, he'll draw. If you lift him, he'll draw. 